0: Okay, welcome along. This is episode number 21. No, it's not. It's 121 of the Influence Podcast. And today I'm really excited to share with you an interview with the author of Digital Millionaire Secrets, but he has done way more than just write that one book, um, Dan Henry. Now, in 2015, After delivering pizza for seven years, Dan Henry hit rock bottom. This is exactly his own words. He had to sell water bottles to pay for his electricity bill. Uh, At that point, he decided enough was enough, as you can imagine, so he started researching how to build a profitable online business and get clients. Since then, he's sold over $25 million in online consulting and education. He's founded and exited a seven-figure software company He's used the cash flow to build a seven-figure investment portfolio, he's wrote a WSJ and USA Today best-selling book, which is Digital Millionaire Secrets, that we talk about in this episode, and he became a professional speaker, closing a million dollars in a single day from stage. Now, he focuses on helping aspiring entrepreneurs create and grow online businesses that attract high-paying clients so they can build a life that they deserve. To date, they've sold over a 1,000 seats into their own high-ticket coaching program and they've used what they've learned to help thousands of entrepreneurs around the world. Now, even with that incredible introduction, it still doesn't do um, this justice in my mind. And The reason I say that is over the course of the past probably two, two and a half years, Dan Henry, for me personally, has been one of the leading influences, coaches um, that I've learned from uh, over the past couple of years, in terms of my business and my business growth, and so I certainly don't don't say that lightly. In the fact that I would attribute a lot of the success that I've had personally um, to learning from Dan Henry through his books, through his uh, training materials, through things that he has online and, and podcast interviews, and uh, uh, being on his his email uh, email database as well. So there's an incredible. Um, amount of value that I, I, I fully believe that you'll get from this episode. I'm genuinely excited to share this with you. Now, what I would say is that this episode was actually recorded during, at the start of lockdown, kind of um, probably around April or May 2020. Now, we hadn't released the episode up until we are doing right now. Um, however, uh, I was very, very keen to release the episode and having listened back to it a few times since it was recorded, I really wanted to be able to share this with you now and I'm excited to share this with you now. So do just keep in mind that some of the things that are maybe discussed and and some of even the figures that that Dan gives through this episode and what we talk about, um, it was actually recorded about two years ago. However, the content is very much evergreen. It's highly, highly valuable. Uh, Even listening back to it today uh, prior to to, to, uh, editing and recording and such, I've made even more notes and so I'm genuinely excited to be able to share this episode with you. Uh, We do refer to his book a lot, Digital Millionaire Secrets, and we'll put a link in the show notes for you to access that as well. But let me now introduce, and I'm excited to share with you, an interview with Dan Henry. Okay, Dan, welcome to the show. Uh, absolutely delighted to, to have you on. You, you won't have heard the introduction that I've just made, but it's probably uh, one of the most exciting that I've, I've had the opportunity to make for anybody really that's been on the show so far. Um, so first off, just a massive thank you for, for you joining us today. Um, it's great to have you with us. Really, I, I kind of like to start, I guess the, the most obvious place to start and the reason that, that I was hoping to have you on is with the launch of your new book, um, would you like to just share a little bit about what's included in the book and what, what the main sort of takeaways are?
1: Yeah, and uh, by the way, thank you for having me on. I'm happy to be here. Um, so the book is called Digital Millionaire Secrets, How I Built an Eight-Figure Business Selling My Knowledge Online. And uh, the theme of this book is basically it, it t- it's me documenting and going through what worked and what didn't from going from zero to over eight figures uh, selling my own personal online courses, coaching programs, masterminds, Uh, not joint ventures, not selling other people's stuff, just my personal stuff, uh, my personal courses. And, you know, the the idea that I got for this years ago, the first thing that allowed me to realize I can sell my knowledge online was I was, you know, I went to school for audio engineering, I was sitting in a guitar center and somebody uh, was having trouble picking out what microphone to buy. I Noticed that I helped them choose. They were so impressed with the free advice that I had given them that they asked me if they could pay me hundred dollars to teach them how to use their uh, recording software. And I remember looking at that hundred dollar bill, going, "Wow, this is the easiest money I've ever made." And so from there, I, you know, it took years and years and years for me to figure it out. But I was eventually able to build a eight figure uh, online education business. And so what this is is, it's if I could go back in time and give myself one thing to make it go faster, to allow me to do it in a shorter amount of time without uh, making all the mistakes, I would hand myself this, this would be the manual. So I'll just uh, go over some of the stuff that's in the book. Um, Yeah, please. Yeah, so uh, I'll just kind of go through the table of contents here because everybody likes to see the table of contents. (laughs) So, you know, I talk about what is a digital millionaire, how to use the book, who I am, who this book is for, how non-experts can become digital millionaires, meaning how somebody who is not an expert who, who could uh, sell someone else's knowledge can profit from it. Um, strategy versus tactics and how to identify between the two. Uh, how to choose your niche. How to have a clear offer. How to craft your entire marketing uh, strategy in one sentence. How to make a promise uh, that sells. How to outline your educational product so that people love it. How to teach. Um. Why you must always sell before you create. Um. My, my blueprint to making a hundred grand in thirty days. Because when I first started, my I did a thirty day, uh, you know, launch. Yeah. And I made a hundred thousand dollars, and I I document that whole thing in there. <clears throat> the whiteboard webinar, which is uh, how you can pre-sell a course or coaching program or consulting program uh, with just one day's prep. Um. How to be polarizing in your marketing Uh, how we scale to eight figures uh, how we get uh, prospects off the fence Uh, we the goldfish rule which is an advertising rule that we follow that has increased our advertising uh, return on advertising across the board and we do it on every single ad Uh, how we tripled our profits with high ticket offers the real secret of scale and then uh, also how to you know, uh, the circle of focus, which is my system for maintaining massive focus. How to slay the haters, get over imposter syndrome, things like that. Uh, why people don't buy your stuff, the entire mindset behind that. And then a cool uh, last chapter called the matrix in the margin, which I'll I'll let your ma- imagination. Run over.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, that, I mean, thank you for that. That that in itself is a is a nice taster as to what could be into inside the book and really just to sort of whet people's appetite. I think a couple of things that I want to, when I come back to you, you mentioned there's, there's, there's a couple of things I, I'm going to jump around a little bit, but one of them uh, is I saw a post from you on Instagram the other day, which just resonated with me perfectly. I just think it makes a lot of sense. And it's something that people forget. The, the post was, um, I think it was, it took me seven years or so to become an overnight success or an overnight. Moment. Yeah. It, t-
1: it took me seven years to become a millionaire overnight. Yeah, Um, because that's kind of it's funny when I when I look back at it, that's how it happened. I was, oh, man, I was struggling and getting kicked while I was down for seven years straight. And, you know, when you when you fail that much that often that consistently for that long, it's hard to comprehend that you could become successful. And there were times where I gave up, but I, I always came back and I stuck to it. And uh, eventually became a multimillionaire. And that is the most insane thing to me because what ended up happening was it it all happened very quickly. One moment I'm sitting there barely able to pay my, in fact, there's a picture of this in the book. I took a picture. I was selling water bottles on the side of the road to try to pay the electric. Um, It was that bad. And it seemed like a few months later I was Making tens of thousands of dollars. A few months later, I'm making million. It just it just happened so fast, and it was because I made mainly because I made a, a mindset shift, hmm. um, and I just I just figured out how to really make it happen. Yeah. And so it took seven years of failure to prep my mind for that shift. Yeah. So That's why I say it took me seven years to become
0: a millionaire overnight. <laughs> I, love I love that. I love that. I've heard I've heard the phrase ten years. Um, so you've you beat it by three, which is. Uh,
1: well, well, there you go. <laughs> There's a new record.
0: I love it. I love it. And you, so within, um, within that, what specifically, was there something specific? You mentioned the mindset. If you could pinpoint one moment, one thing you, and you talk about the photo as well of you selling bottles on the side of the road, but what was, was that the moment or was there another moment? Or was there just one specific thing where all of a sudden it just clicked? And if it was, what was the one thing that happened that was different?
1: Well, I think when I was, so, you know, I, I live in Florida. And um, <laughs> I, my wife at the time, we both put on these ridiculous shirts that said water $1. And we walked out on the side of the road in like July. I, it was June or July. It was really hot. And you would think, you would think that if you're on the side of the road with ice cold bottles of water uh, and, and you got these big shirts on that say water $1. And it's super hot. You would think somebody would pull over and buy water, right? You would just think that. And yeah. we were out there for hours and nobody did. I guess they thought we were just insane. I don't know. But they didn't, they, nobody bought a single bottle of water. And uh, we came back to the house and she was just like, I can't believe you made me do that. I feel so <laughs> I you make a dollar." I guess that was the moment where I really decided to. Um, at least attempt to change my mindset. And it's funny that we talk about books, right? So really think about this. Most people, do most people read books? Do most people get through them? Do most people take the time to, if they don't understand a page, go back and and uh, uh, read it again to really comprehend it? Do most people take action on those things? Do most people actually invest in coaching consulting uh even you know online courses to learn the skills they need or do most people complain moan reading is hard let's watch south park family guy instead um i don't want to spend money on a course why do i have to give a millionaire money if he's already rich blah 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 i i'm entitled it should all just be free to me just teach me everything you Bled for so that I can learn how to be rich too. And that was the atti- that's the attitude that most people have. And that was the attitude that I had.
2: Yeah.
1: And when I, you know, it, it's this pain avoidance. Everybody wants to avoid pain. That's our human nature. We want to avoid things that are hard and avoid things that are painful. And I realized that when you embrace something that is hard, not only do you move ahead of 99% of your competition because they're not willing to do it, But at the same time, when you actually sit down and do it, it's not that hard. You just think it's hard. You just, you you know, you just perceive that it's hard. It's really not that hard. Mm -hmm. I always say it's not that hard to become a millionaire. What's hard is getting out of your own way. And so I made that that, that move and I started, you know, I had no money. And I thought, well, there's people that charge money for things that I want to learn how to do. So I'm going to go get the money and I went and I, I figured it out and uh, I learned one thing after that and whether that was buying a book or buying a course or a lot of it was buying books and I bought all kinds of books from different internet marketers and you know, next thing you know, I have an agency that I'm making 10 grand a month with 15, 20 grand a month uh, that goes on for about six months. I get, I start to get back on my feet and then I get hit. With a letter in the mail from the IRS for two hundred oh. and fifty thousand dollars, and that that forced me to really take it seriously. And I I found that the way people were making the most money at the highest profit, the fastest was they were selling digital products. Yeah. And so I I went all in on learning how to do that, and I did a thirty day launch, made a hundred grand, and I said, well, this is it. This is how this is how I'm going to do this. And from there, I turned it into uh, we've we've I've sold. Right now I've sold over $12 million of my own personal online courses, coaching and masterminds. And that's without any joint ventures. That's without any, that's just me sitting in front of a laptop, um, running Facebook and YouTube ads to my programs. And I do have a team now to make my life easier, but you know, the majority of the time I didn't. Mm -hmm. So.
0: Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. I think, uh, again, there's, thank you for that because there's so much in there that you've that you've described to sort of unpick. And you mentioned the 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 main program which sort of propelled you to the next level. Is am I right in thinking that this is your sold out courses um, program? Is that is no? That, one of the, was that, that was a different different program.
1: No. So my first program that was successful was on how <laughs> excuse me how to run. Uh, Facebook ads for local businesses. Yeah, um, I did $8 million uh, with that program and some other programs that had nothing to do with selling courses. And then when I, you know, I had made $8 million selling online courses, I was like, I'm pretty good at selling online courses. Yeah. And people were constantly asking me like, dude, you're like killing it. Like, what are you doing? And that's when I got the idea to sell a program uh, called Sold Out Courses. And that's when I really found what I love to teach because I I love to teach. I'm a natural educator and the most fulfilling thing you can do as an educator is train other educators and teach other people how to spread their message. That is the most fulfilling thing. And so I created that program and uh, we've got massive results from it. We have people that we've taken from zero to millionaires with it. That's no joke. Um, I got a guy, Andy. Andy, he hit uh, one forty a month yeah. one hundred forty grand a month and started with me from scratch um, I have people that uh, you know so, and, and it's not all make money stuff you know i've i have a uh, woman that uh, worked with me uh, her name's Eileen uh, fantastic woman and uh, she sells a photography course right she's done seven figures with that um, so you know it's just it's crazy and so i i I really enjoy teaching other people how to spread their message. And recently I wrote this brand new book, uh, because, you know, I really wanted to spread that message more and I've always wanted to write a book. And so we, we, we put this book together and uh, we've already sold thousands and thousands of copies. Um, it's really awesome to see this really taking off.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, I've my copy's in the post. Um, I've ordered that. I think there may be a slight delay on it getting over. Um, in the, in the next, yeah, few wipe months.
1: it down when you <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, but it's in the post. It's in the post. One of the things that you said there, and and I'm actually quite glad that you corrected me, so thank you for that. For so in terms of the one,
1: yeah, that's a thing people say, oh, you you made you made all your money teaching people how to sell courses. You know, I'm like, yeah. no, like I, like I, I only started doing that after I had made like 8 million yeah. selling stuff that had nothing to do with it. Yeah. So that, and I do see that I see people selling, uh, you know, how to sell digital products and they've never sold digital products. And that's the other thing is I only work with people who are willing to be ethical and uh, I don't help people sell crap. I, I help people sell good stuff and I help them make good stuff.
0: Yeah. I've, I've, yeah, I, I, that's something that stood out to me. I remember having a conversation. I've, um, we haven't mentioned this and didn't mention it before we had we, um, started recording. But I know a couple of guys in your mastermind, um, who I work very wow. closely with, um, which is partly why I'm here today. As a, um, thank you to shout out to Sam who had recommended, um, getting in touch. Oh, with cool, me. cool. But, um, and um, and um, both of them had specifically mentioned the, the the real shift in the way you approach things is that you you see a lot of people online who are selling, this is big, you know, Like um, so therefore I'm going to create a course around it and sell it. This is big, therefore I'm going to create a course around it and sell it. But actually the approach that that, that you've taken, and which I think I'm right in saying, and this is what both Sam and Marchin had mentioned, is that you come from the other way, which is actually I've proved the model consistently, as you say, $8 million in sales or so. Now I'm in a position, um, firmly in a position, where I can go out and teach other people to do it. And I think that's where the highest level of respect that they have, um, for you. And I think as you say, in turn, a lot of your clients have for you as well, because you're proving it first and then you're delivering.
1: Yes. I, I, I do not believe this whole fake it till you make it thing. I don't believe in that. Um, now that doesn't mean that you can't sell something on a particular subject that you're not a massive success in because, Mm people don't realize you don't have to sell the whole cake. You can sell a piece of it. So let me give you an example. Um, Our program covers everything. It covers everything from what should my course be all the way up to live launches, automated uh, webinars, high ticket customer service, how to teach, how to deal with chargebacks, every possible teeny tiny thing that could ever happen in selling an online education, coaching, or mastermind. We cover. However, There are other people out there who don't have that all down because they haven't done eight figures worth of it and figured all that out. But they're good at one thing, like maybe call setting or maybe sales or maybe um, you know, just ads or maybe um, e- co- copywriting or email marketing whatever. And they can still sell that thing that they're good at. I have a, I have a girl who uh, she sells how to book high ticket calls yeah. through storytelling and she did this for uh, a lot of her clients uh, because you know she found that uh, she, that she really had a, a, a you know a gift yeah, for yeah, storytelling yeah, and yeah. so that's one thing you know versus the whole gamut I teach the whole thing because I've figured the whole thing out over the course of millions and millions in sales and I feel qualified to do that and and obviously, with the res- results we have you know it's working, but you know I know people that sell um, how to jump rope and make a million bucks you know they, they, you know it 's a weight loss course, but it 's centered around how to jump rope it 's called the jump rope guys on on youtube mm-hmm. and there's people that make six to seven figures teaching how to use excel i mean it 's crazy uh, how profitable selling your knowledge is even if it's not even even if it's entry level
0: yeah 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 i think i i I mean that that makes total sense i think one of the one of the things that's that stood out for me i've and again i've followed you from um for a a long while now and and seen um your uh sold out courses training and and such and one of the things that i I think you do time and time again is add a lot of value and there's always like take uh, actionable takeaways that you give and you talk through so I wonder specifically now um we could look at maybe the, the way that you're promoting the book at the moment or maybe we talk about Instagram strategies but I, I, th- I think maybe if you'd be happy to what if you would you mind talking some of the strategies that you're using right now to promote your your book which may then for people listening uh, today may be quite useful for them to either translate into their own books courses but then also how they're promoting themselves on Instagram so could you talk me through a little bit of the strategies that you're using at the moment to promote the book
1: well, we mainly do ads um, because I, I believe in focus and I believe it good in gooding, getting good at, at one thing yeah. before moving on to the next. Uh, am I the best at Instagram marketing? No. Am I the best at YouTube organic marketing? No, but I have spent millions and millions of dollars on both Facebook and YouTube ads. Uh, if you talk about that, then I'm definitely an expert in that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I don't try to be good at everything. I try to to eighty twenty and I try to be good at the things that move the needle the most. Yep. And <laughs> right now, we're running uh, Facebook, YouTube ads, Instagram ads, um, all different types of ads to this book, uh, including you know swipe up ads on Instagram. But what's what what really helps, uh, you know, and I talk about this in my program a lot is people split their focus. So they'll say, I want to build a big Instagram channel and I also want to run ads and I also want to do this. So we, we like to focus on one thing at a time or make two, two things occupy the same space. So for instance, um, instead of me focusing so much on growing my Instagram, what I do is called reverse organic. So I'm already spending tons of money on leads, right? Um, and, and some of them buy and some of them don't, yeah. but why would I go out over here and try to build my Instagram when i am already got so many leads coming in that I've already paid for? So what I do is I do what's called reverse organic. I leverage the leads that I already paid for to follow me on social media. Yeah. So <clears throat> if I've paid for you as a lead, then I'm going to run retargeting ads. Like, hey, I noticed that you registered for my webinar. Uh, follow me on Instagram for daily tips. Swipe up. And that takes them to my Instagram page to follow me. Or I'll, I'll mention that in emails or I'll mention that, you know, I'll try to get people that I've already paid for to follow me because I've already paid for that acquisition. Mm -hmm. And then on Instagram, what I'll do is I will document my day, uh, give tips on, on, uh, you know, on the stories. And then what I'll do is I'll say, Hey, listen, um, You know, after I give the tip, I'll say, Do you want to learn more about this? Do you want us to help you with this? Uh, You know, DM me this word and we'll chat. And then I have somebody in my office that talks to them. And if it seems like we can help them, then we, you know, have them uh, look at a program or or book a call uh, and discuss that more. And then I'll do that in posts as well. so that's really the, the thing is I don't want to go out and, and put all this effort into building an Instagram, building social media when I already have people I've paid for yeah. that are my exact customer yeah. that I could just encourage to follow me on social media and, and continue that way rather than building an, an, an army of 13 year olds to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, no, I do. I do. I, I think that so translating that for, for people that are listening who perhaps um, either are, are running ads at the moment but certainly we have a lot of clients who have large email lists or they have um, groups on Facebook pages on fa- Facebook pages with large following and such but the, and one of the first steps we go through with them and process we go through is have you moved these people onto Instagram or are you actively engaging with these people not just on one platform but on multiple platforms and bringing them into your almost ecosystem so that they are constantly seeing you no matter where they are and where they spend their time. So I think that translates really effectively to, to what you have just said. You mentioned, come back to almost the first sentence that you said, which was about the importance of focus. How important has that been for you to now have this, this almost manual of success to help people become successful? How important is that, that word focus?
1: Well, focus is everything. Uh, if you ask Steve Jobs, Warren Buffett, and Bill Gates what the number one thing that grew their company uh is they all replied at one point they all got interviewed for this and and they all replied the same and they replied in one word and that word was focus
2: yeah
1: uh so it, it's i mean it's everything focus is not about and I believe it was Steve Jobs that said this one focus is not about what to do it's about what not to do mm. and as entrepreneurs we get so distracted and so bogged down in so many things that we just do not need to do we just don't need to do them like i cannot count the times i've seen people spend hours over a logo you know or i mean if you saw the logos to my early programs that sold millions they looked like they were made by a three-year-old in kindergarten it was terrible because i didn't care. Uh, it wasn't about the logo. It was about the value of what's in it. Um, you know, now our stuff looks a little bit better because I just, why not? You know, I got, I got a team and they can make it look better and they're much better at graphics than I am, but, um, I'm terrible at them. (laughs) But the thing is we we focus on things that don't move the needle and we avoid things that do, you know, Uh, if you want to get good at ads, you need to sit down and you need to film dozens and dozens of ads until you find what works and then you need to explore that and keep doing that. And now I've got to a point where now, like imagine how awesome it would be if every single time you had an ad idea, you filmed it or you wrote it and it worked every single time. That would be pretty great, right? Well, that's currently what happens to me every time I write an ad, it works and it's not because I'm special. It's not because I'm talented. It's because I, have done so many ads that I just figured out what works and what doesn't so much. So that I consistently can create a winning ad every single time without fail. It's very rare that we have an ad that doesn't work. And that's just because we did it so long and we focused on just that. And we didn't worry about going a YouTube channel and all, you know, and we didn't worry about all this stuff. We just worried about what was in front of our face and, and made it as good as possible before worrying about, I spent probably, $4 million on Facebook ads before I even logged into the YouTube ads dashboard. Yeah. But because everything was streamlined, what we could focus on YouTube ads, hundred percent we were able to spend uh, in just our second month, we were able to spend hundred grand on YouTube ads profitably.
0: Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. So it's, so it's everything ultimately focuses everything. Um, what's the, is that the main message coming out of the book or what is the, the one big thing that, that the book teaches? Do you think?
1: So well, the book teaches a lot of things. The book. That's an important thing, and it is in the book. Yeah. But the book teaches you uh, how to start or grow an online education business. The in- I take you from beginning to end all the way from uh, – and it's funny because you know, there, there's the, the 100K and 30-day blueprint in here, but that's not what actually got me to eight figures. That got me my first 100K, but wow. I switched my strategy after that. And that's what got me to scale, and that that's covered in this book um, if, if you so you know the uh, the this is a great quote um, I'll, actually I'll read you two two quotes on the back, one's from Russell Bronson and one's from Myron golden yeah. and Russell said uh, this book was written to speed up your success story from one of the fastest two common club winners we've had. Dan may have seemed like an overnight success, and he was but not until he learned the lessons he' is going to give you in this book and Myron said. Uh, Digital Millionaire Secrets is exactly what the title claims to be. It will teach you how to turn your expertise into your fortune and it could potentially make you millions of dollars. So the thing is, is there's a lot that goes into selling your advice. Um, And there's no one thing because if you just focus on, on one aspect and I don't mean one task, I don't mean one um, method. I'm saying, you have to understand that it's, it, it's, you have to create a great product in order to be able to sell it and you have to be able to sell it in order for people to see it. Yeah. So you have to make sure that you understand that you can't just throw this stuff together. You can't just copy somebody else's stuff. You have to have passion for it. You have to have a, a belief in what you teach And that is what is going to grow you. And the the biggest thing I would say from this book is if you create a great product, and by the way, this book does cover how to create a great product, that is going to be your most effective sales tool Yeah. because we base everything on our student results, which is great because our student gets results and we get sales. That's our main method of sale is to have great student results.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, and I'm delighted that you said that because I think one of the things that that you do particularly well built in, and you mentioned this in your, the sold out courses training is, um, how you specifically integrate feedback loops from your clients once they're getting quick wins and once they're in the process of getting quick wins, how they can then start to share that feedback with you and you can celebrate their success and such. Um, and I think that that's something that I particularly took away from, from that is just how effectively you do that and how well you do that. Are they a big part of what you, you put into your ads as well? Is it? Cause, cause there's a lot of people, again, multiple different strategies here, but um, is sharing client testimonials and success stories a big factor in your ads or do you tend to use them in a different way?
1: Well it is, but you have to understand things like compliance. Um, you can't just have a customer say, oh, I made a million dollars in my first year with Dan. Do I have client testimonials like that? Yes. Do people send me stuff like that? Yes. But I can't just run a Facebook ad that says that because yeah. uh, you Facebook and the FTC does not like that. So I am very strategic in how I ask questions for things like testimonials and interviews and whatnot like that. Uh, and that's something that we that we teach so that's the thing this takes years to learn it, you, you can't just know everything right you can't just know how to do customer service how to be compliant how to know not how to tee off the the FTC you know webinars this is all stuff that takes years and years to learn unless you have a team that already knows how to do it they can just hand you the keys to the kingdom and let you do it faster um, i'll give you one example uh, one thing that we do in our program that is a lot different than a lot of other programs is let's say you sell, um, a dog training course, right? Let's say you sell a dog training course. Most programs will teach you how to build email marketing systems, how to build funnels, how to build all this stuff so that you can sell your dog training course.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I'm sorry, but if you sell a dog training course, what are you passionate about? Are you passionate about dog training? Or are you passionate about email marketing? Mm. Okay. So what we do is instead of just teaching you how to do that stuff. We build out the systems for you and we give them to you. So our systems are all pre-built. You just download them, connect them, and then you fill in the blank. So what you're doing when you build your funnel, funnel's already built. You're inserting your message. We keep it message focused, right? So I don't want you to be worrying about being a great funnel builder. I don't want you to worry about being a great email marketer. Do we cover all that? Yes, but that is not I want you to spread your message. I want you to sell your message. I want you to get results for your students. And so if my job is to make it as easy as possible on you to do that without getting you distracted with being a great, you know, learning all these fancy automation things, how about I just take a, a system that has made me $12 million hand it to you, you adjust it for your message, but all the tech stuff is already done. Yeah. And now that, that way you don't have to worry about it. That's what I believe. So that's the difference in, in how I approach things. I, I think that the less time you spend trying to be a tech guru, uh, the more time you can spend getting your clients' results. And that's how we treat our clients and that's how we help them win.
0: Yeah, yeah. So ultimately, freeing people up to spend what they value the most, where their skill set is, why they got into it in the first place, um, rather than what seems to be, because, and I think this is the case again with, or can be the case with online marketing generally, is of course, People showed the big idea, the end result, the potential, what could happen without being shown all the various technical things that, that need to happen. I mean, that's part of the sales process anyway. But as you say, if you're taking people through and actually delivering a ready-made system where people plug and play their message in, I think that's extremely powerful. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, they learn how to do it as well, but it's optional if they want to really learn that. They can just download it and, and, and use it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just totally different question, but how how do you what what which element do you enjoy the most of everything that you do? Because I've I've obviously you've written, you've got the book now, you've got the the, the courses and such. Uh, a lot of the sold out courses is you speaking to a, a an audience of people on stage, um, which I feel you, you says who. What what, what what do you enjoy the most?
1: So go back a little bit. You said sold out courses is me speaking to people on stage.
0: So the, within the, within the course, there's elements of of there's the program, but then there's also sections of you with um, like a small group of, of people where you're speaking and teaching with the whiteboard and such. So, wh- what's, your, what's your well, sol- we so we
1: in in our early early version of sold out courses, we did an event yeah. and we recorded that event, and that was the very initial program. But yeah. that is that is very old, outdated. We've since updated it with actual you know slide lessons and all this in our version two and then we do have um we have a couple lessons in a couple modules that are live action um but i believe you're referring to a very old
0: version of it um i think uh, yeah i I, I think i was more focused on which where do you get the most joy is what i'm really asking
1: um well ultimately i get the most joy on my coaching calls
0: yeah
1: i love talking to students because here's the funny thing right let's say you go through a bunch of videos and you learn how to write copy or do ads or something like that. And you're, you're, you're left to your own. Right. And this is the problem with people who buy like, or not people who buy, but the, the people who, who sell, you know, and 997 courses and promise the world mm-hmm. uh, you're going through videos. You, you think you know how to do it and maybe you're close, but you don't really know. Yeah. And so on the coaching calls, somebody will bring me their copy. Somebody will bring me their ad. Somebody will bring me their webinar. Somebody will bring me a problem. I will look at it, and in 10 seconds, I know the issue because I've seen it a million times. It's sort of like if you were taking a test and you had somebody next to you, you could have somebody next to you that's smart, or you could have somebody next to you that's taken the test 100 times and already knows all the answers. Which would you want? Yeah you'd want the, the, the person got, that took the, the test, test yeah. right? Doesn't matter how smart they are, they know all the answers. Yeah, yeah. I don't claim to be super smart. I just know all the answers because I've been doing the, I've done this 12 million times over. Yeah. So I I like that because it takes this much energy for me to just go, no, that's wrong. Do it this way. That's the problem. And that little thing that took me that much energy Changed everything for them. I, I had somebody one time who had an issue with their offer. They, at the best, they could break even. They could break even at the best. And they've been doing this for a while and they went through all, you know, I, Dan, I've gone through the program, you know, all this time. And I looked at one thing they were missing on the coaching call, just one thing. And I was like, nope, you need to do this instead. And boom, like that. Now, instead of breaking even, they're, they went to doubling their money every month. Uh, and now they're even close to tripling it. So it's, 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 there's no substitute for just being able to have somebody or a team that has already done it so many times that already knows the answer. To just look at your stuff and go, oh, there it is. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. And so that is my favorite part because, and the more we do it, and, and you know, we've had hundreds and hundreds of coaching calls, the easier it becomes for us to help our clients, but those things that are so easy to us bring so much change and so much impact to our clients. It's just amazing to be able to have that power to help people's businesses so much by just looking at their stuff and going, Oh, there it is. You know, so that that's the part I enjoy the most. And that's why we do, we don't charge, you know, 500 bucks. We we, we charge a premium price for our program so that we have the time to sit down and look at your stuff and make sure it's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and then ultimately the book is an extension of that for, for people to, because now you can touch as many people as, you, as, as, as possible across the world ultimately with this. And then for those people that it resonates with, you're, you're then giving them the opportunity to work more closely with you and the team.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's yeah. that, that to me is better than, like I always say, what would you rather do? Would you rather pay a thousand dollars to, if, let's say you're a golfer, right? Um, and, uh, let's say you're a golfer and you want to be better at golf. So you have two options. You could pay a thousand dollars to attend a Tiger Woods seminar where there's 500 people and you barely, you're, the chances of you getting to ask him even a single question are very low, or you could pay $5,000 to attend a, uh, a small seminar of like maybe five or 10 people with a a, another golf pro, maybe not as big of a name, but another golf pro. And they're going to personally work with you in multiple sessions over the course of several weeks to make sure that your golf swing is right and all that. Which do you think would make you a better golfer?
0: Well, it's definitely the second one,
1: right? Absolutely. It's definitely the second one. And so that's the thing is I believe that even if you charge more, as long as you give way, way more, the value to the end user is better. You know somebody who pays this much but gets no support. You know it's a better deal to pay this much and get this much support. That's a better deal.
2: Yeah.
1: And you know I I always encourage anybody who who gets in my programs is if you have an offer that can be sold for a premium or a high ticket price and you can offer a premium service, that's always the way to go rather than selling a program for five hundred or a thousand bucks. You know, not that that always applies. But if it if it can apply, I always recommend to sell high ticket. Yeah, because you can make more impact, you can make a better product, and you can make more profit.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. No, I, I, I appreciate that. So I'm, I'm very conscious of time, um, Dan, because I know you, you've got um, you're you're a busy man. Um, so if you if you're happy, I think we'll move just to a couple of quick fire questions. Um, they don't necessarily have sure. to be quick fire answers, but um, just a couple of quick fire questions. Do you have fire. um? Do you have um, a daily, maybe an unusual practice or, or routine or something that, that maybe is a little bit different than you do that, that most other people wouldn't? Uh,
1: well, I get up in the morning and I work out. <laughs> I lift weights. Like this morning I got up and I did, you know, uh, I, I, I did leg. Oh, I, I, I do a full body now, but I, I did uh, leg exercises, uh, military press, dumbbell. Press. You know, I do like heavy weightlifting yeah um and uh cardio and i've got several cardio machines sprinkled around the house um and then i i shower uh drink a protein shake grab a cup of coffee and get started for the day or go to the office whatever yeah. Yeah. um so that's what i do every morning because well, number one i want to be in shape and if you're in shape and you you uh because you know part of being an entrepreneur is being in shape right you have to be you, it's very difficult to deal with things like stress and decision-making when you're dealing with health issues. Um, I used to be overweight, and I can tell you right now that it was way harder to run a company overweight. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if anybody gives you this, you know, love yourself stuff. That's great, but it's not the truth. If you're overweight, if you have health issues that can easily be corrected by eating better or exercising, you will be more efficient in running your company, end of story. There's not a single person on this planet that'll change my mind about that. And so I take my health extremely serious. I don't eat dairy, I don't eat sugar. Yeah. I don't eat any processed foods. I don't, um, you know, I, I, I eat very clean. Yeah. I try not to drink any alcohol. Um, and that is not just for things like weight loss and stuff like that and, and maintaining health, but, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but dairy clouds, dairy alone clouds mental focus, okay? And part of growing a company and being good at what you do is making good decisions every single day. And if you can't make good decisions, you can't grow a company. And if you're ingesting things that are clouding your mental focus, then you cannot make good decisions. So that is probably something that um, I do a little bit differently than most is I'm, like, super – you don't want to go to dinner with me. I'll annoy the crap out of
0: you. <laughs> no, perfect. perfect. That's, it's funny. I, I had um, uh, an interview yesterday with, with somebody who's a, a nutrition specialist based in the UK, and, and we had a very similar conversation. Um, so I, I could get lost in that for hours, but I won't yeah. take you down there now. But thank you for sharing, because I, I fully appreciate yeah. it. I, I have, it's, it's
1: funny. Can you mention Instagram? I have this um, – I always say, you know, if you love yourself, you'll get in the gym. Yeah. Um, if you love yourself, you're eat better, uh, success doesn't run on donuts. It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> very true. It's very true. So who, who for you, and this could be somebody that you, that like distant or far, somebody uh, or close, somebody that you've worked with personally, or perhaps, uh, maybe somebody you've never even met, but who has been the most impactful or influential person on your development and growth? Do you think?
1: Ooh, the most um that's a good question I, I always categorize things so it depends on what aspect um man there's there's a there's a few people that have been pretty influential um i would say probably honestly my dad uh because my dad was in radio for 30 years. He was, uh, he's won seven Addy Awards. He, he's a award winning program director and disc jockey. Um, In the eighties, he was a shock jock. Um, That, you know, so I had to curb my humor now, you know, in the, in this new, new age. Uh, um, But I would say him because he initially was the first person that really taught me how to do storytelling and storytelling is such a big part of what I do. Uh, and I remember that I always had trouble when I was a kid listening to my mother because my mom and she loved me and she did things to protect me, but she always would tell me like, no, don't do that. And when you're a kid and somebody says, no, don't do that. You want to do that. And I remember one time I was going under the kitchen sink a lot and she would say, no, don't do that. And I would keep going under there. And one day she says, well, I'm going to have your father handle this. So my dad comes in and he says, Hey son, do you know, uh, I think his name was Jimmy. I don't remember the name, but he says, you know, you know, a little Jimmy down the street. I said, no. And he says, well, that's cause he's dead. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, little Jimmy went underneath the kitchen um, uh, counter where you are and he touched something he shouldn't have. And it made him sick. And uh, Jimmy died. And Jimmy will never see his parents again. And I went, whoa. And he goes, so let me ask you this. What What do you think you should do when it comes to the kitchen. And he goes, and I go, uh, I I shouldn't go underneath there. And he goes, I think you made the right decision, son. And from that point, I never, ever, ever uh, went under the kitchen sink again. And what I learned from that was that uh, when you tell someone a story, and they come to the conclusion that you would like them to see on their own, that is so much stronger than trying to persuade someone or sell someone or convince someone. You let them decide on their own by telling them a good story.
2: Yeah. And
1: my dad is the type of person that, you know, if, if you get roped into a story or, you know, you, you may not get out. <laughs> but uh, he was the initial person that really taught me the power of storytelling because I saw, uh, he, he, he's the guy that, you know, my when I was a teenager, my friends would always come over and they would ask him for advice and he would tell them these stories and they would be like, your dad changed my life. So um, yeah, I would say my dad.
0: Yeah. I love that I love that and the, and there is that I mean, there is a whole other conversation around that and the power of stories but um I, I love that yeah thank you thank you so um one of the one of the questions I would usually ask people um but I think the, the response is going to be quite obvious is which or what book do you often gift to people most often As you mentioned um I think it's probably quite an obvious one that you would that you would recommend people get hold of would that be fair to say?
1: I mean, I'm, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't walk around and handing out books really, <laughs> except for <laughs> mine. Um, so I, would you say like, what what book would I recommend?
0: Yeah. Generally, if if, if there's something that you're going to, that you would recommend to people or if previously in the past that you said, I'd like to get hold of this. Um, what would that
1: be? I like the 48 laws of power. I think that's a very good book and I've used, uh, the things in that book quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, that book is, uh, that book is pretty powerful. Have you ever read it?
0: I haven't, no, but I will do.
1: Yeah, 48 Laws of Power. It's all about how uh, powerful people in history, like you know, kings and generals and um, uh, presidents and uh, uh, prime ministers and all this rose to power okay. and the yeah. principles that they followed and the things that they did in order to gain power. Okay. Um, and I know that sounds a little bit imperialistic, but what it actually does is it teaches you how to get ahead in
0: life. Um,
1: so that, that is a really strong book.
0: Let me, let me go straight on from that then, because the, the word power has, can either have positive or negative connotations as I believe the word influence can. So the the final question I'd leave you with, uh, Dan is what does the word influence mean to you? Well,
1: I don't know. I, I, I don't necessarily believe that the word power can have different meanings. I think it has one meaning. I think it has different reactions to it. Um, People react to that differently, Uh, you know, and you're saying, what does power mean to me?
0: What what does the word influence mean to you?
1: Oh, what does the word influence mean? The word influence means to me the ability to let other people see the truth. Um, And that is why it's so important that when you do try to influence, um, you're telling the truth, you know what I mean? Uh, And you're showing them, the truth. And I believe it's easier to influence when you're, you're showing and you're demonstrating something that is true rather than trying to convince somebody of something that is not true or that you're not sure of. Yeah. Uh, that to me is, is not a very good form of influence. Uh, I would call that a con, uh, influence to me is allowing people to see the truth that's right in front of their face, but they're blinding themselves yeah. uh, and they cannot see it themselves. And that to me is true influence.
0: Perfect. And I think that's a, a, a perfect place to leave it. So uh, on, just on that, I want to say a massive, massive thank you for your time. Um, as I say, I know it's extremely valuable. A what, what, couple of things. Where, first of all, can people find you online? And I'll put links to everything in the show notes. And then also, where can people get hold of a copy of the book?
1: Um, they can get a copy of the book at digitalmillionairesecrets.com. The book is free. You just have to pay the postman. So we, we give the book away for free. You just have to pay shipping. Uh, and that's digital millionaire secrets.com. and then um, you can find out more about my company at getclients.com.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. And on Instagram, it's at Dan Henry. Okay,
1: at Dan Henry. Yep.
0: Thank you so much. Wonderful to speak to you, Dan. And uh, I very much uh, want to thank everybody who's been listening today. And we will speak very, very soon. All right. Have a good one. Hi, friends. Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying, you will find those in the show notes or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavy.com equally if you want to come over and say hello instagram is always the best place and the account is at jake adam Davey. if you're enjoying this podcast don't hesitate to leave us a review of course the more stars the better and equally sharing is caring so if you've heard something or listened to something that you've enjoyed yourself and you think will be beneficial or useful to other people please do pass that on it will be very much appreciated and as you know when you get a recommendation from somebody that you trust there really is nothing better